everybody, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. My name is Rachel Gallardo, and I'm your host for today. And as you all know, the purpose of this podcast is to really give you just a small snippet of information, 15 to 20 minutes at a time, to help you be a great leader. So whatever your issue, whatever your company, whatever industry you work in, Hopefully the tools that we talk about today can can be applied to your situation to help make the work environment better. Workplace fatigue is a very real thing. And so anything that we can do to limit fatigue and thus limit burnout is the purpose of our of our show. So um, if you have not already listened to episode seven, I would encourage you to go back and take and take a listen to that particular episode, because in that episode, we talked about intergenerational conflict. And we kind of laid the groundwork for where intergenerational conflict comes from. So we talked about the different generations, um, what their backgrounds are, kind of those defining moments in history that really shape them as a person. And we also talked about three different types of conflict that emerge from the, the different generational perspectives that tend to occur. So that was kind of our roadmap, kind of laid the foundation for what it is that we're going to be talking about today, which is what you as a leader can do. Now that you're aware of all of those things that are going on, what can you do in your area of the world and your area of the company and your area with your team to help overcome some of those challenges? So I'm going to give you a quick second to pause and go to look up episode seven, go listen to that information, and then you can, can come back and join us for episode eight, where today we're going to talk about, okay, how do I overcome all of these challenges? Rachel, you told me all these things that are going on in my job. Now, how in the world do I address them. So first and foremost, you want to make sure that you address those issues immediately, but then also to make sure that you're addressing them over time. So the first issue that we talked about or the first conflict I should say is a relationship conflict. And so this is this is pretty straightforward and oftentimes it can be the one that leaders struggle the most with. If you know that you have people on your team that are having relational issues with one another, Maybe those interpersonal skills are just not working or they just flat out don't like each other. Maybe they don't get along. They don't understand each other's humor. It's important for you as the leader to address those items right whenever you see them occurring. So if one person comes to you and says that they have an issue with something that somebody said during a meeting, then one thing that you can ask that person is, well, have you tried or considered going to talk to that individual? Oftentimes the answer will be no. And then you as a leader can ask them why, but you don't let them dump this problem onto your lap, okay? So obviously if it's something major, if you're seeing workplace harassment or anything of that nature, then yes, you as a leader, you should definitely step in no matter what else is going on. But if it's something like somebody made it maybe a comment that the person took offense to, or you know they stole my lunch or whatever the case might be, it's important for you to either encourage them to have a, a conversation with their colleague or for you to help mediate or and you know really um, be the leader for that conversation between those two people to occur. Nine times out of 10, it's a miscommunication issue. But whenever we as leaders don't encourage these miscommunication issues to be addressed, then it becomes a relationship issue that can really permeate and be a bad apple amongst your team. So we don't we don't want for that to happen. The second item to, to discuss is a task conflict. So in the previous episode, we mentioned how sometimes people are not aware of what their role is, what their responsibility is. And whenever you have people that have different perceptions and different uh, ways that they approach their jobs, 
then the task of who is going to complete what what part of whatever project that miscommunication can really fester as well. So you as a leader, it should you should make sure that everybody is on the same page of who is going to be responsible for what item, who is going to you know manage one part of the project and who's going to manage the other part and, and how are we going to break all of this up? Because ultimately it's that all of that needs to be taken care of. So that way you can manage the third conflict, which is process conflict. And process conflict is more of a timing situation. So what is our deadline for getting this particular project taken care of? How often are we going to meet? What are your expectations as the leader at the conclusion of this process? So if you don't address the task conflict of who is going to do certain things and the process conflict of how we're going to get those things taken care of, then the team as itself is not going to be able to function at its most optimal. And that is true regardless of if everybody was the exact same age. Those should be key items that every leader should make sure that they are implementing for their team. You don't want your team to feel like they're on a hamster wheel where there's a lot of work that's happening and there's a lot of things that they're doing, but there's no Northern Star, there's no finish line to the race. Um, and it, it, if somebody is running on a hamster wheel for too long, that can be really discouraging. And then before you know it, like we've seen hamsters do many times over, they just kind of fall off the wheel. We don't want anybody falling off the wheel on your team, okay? The other thing, so addressing those three different conflicts is important. And, and again, those can be something that is that has to happen on a consistent basis, but they also have to be something that happens immediately. So you never want to have any sort of doubt or issue or interpersonal items lingering within your team, okay? The other aspect that a leader needs to focus on is looking at what unites your team versus what divides your team. And oftentimes this can be really challenging, especially if you have a wide range of ages that are on your team. So I have people on my team that are as young as 30 and as old as in their 70s. So that's a 40 year age gap. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of life experience gap. There, there's, there's just a lot of different approaches that each people each person has on my team, especially when you look at the differences in age. But what we can do from a leadership standpoint is focus on what we can all agree on. We can all agree on, you know, meeting the needs of our customers. We can all agree on being respectful. We can all agree on, you know, making sure that certain things are accomplished by a certain period of time. And if you keep people focused on what they agree on, that gives them less time to focus on what they disagree on, right? And in doing this, we also, from a leadership standpoint, need to understand what who each person on our team actually is. So if you can understand who they are as a person, how do they approach their work? What are their long-term goals, not only professionally, but personally as well? What's happening within their lives outside of the typical eight to five box structure? All of that helps you understand each person a lot more, and that way you can find that common thread that unites everybody as a whole. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, a particular workplace goal. So if your overall goal is to, you know, if you can find a common thread for uniting everyone to meet a, a certain type of customer service, then that can be something that that unites everyone. Um, as a department chair, one thing that I hopefully try to unite all of my, 
my employees and all of my, my faculty to do is we want to make sure that we're giving the best quality instruction that we possibly can to the students. You know, working at a community college, a lot of students are first generation college students and many of them are trying to transfer into a four year university. Well, we can all unite under the importance of an education and the importance of being successful in the academic realm so that way these individuals can hopefully change their family tree based on what it was before. So that's a common theme that can typically unite us, despite all of our differences, despite um, the different ways that we approach our work, despite our different professional goals, where we're at within our careers, all of that can still be a uniting factor that can really bring your team together. And then finally, so the third thing that all leaders should do is really and truly encourage everybody to come to the table to offer up their suggestions, their perspective, um, their opinions on whatever the situation might be. So from a leadership standpoint, we should really make sure that we are facilitating those conversations so that way everyone is heard. Everyone has extroverts and introverts on their team, and it can be very easy for an extrovert to be the only one talking, and they have really great ideas, they're really energetic, really bubbly, but if we don't invite those introverts to be a part of the conversation, if we don't specifically ask them, hey, so-and-so, so, you know, you've been quiet over there, I know that you have something valuable to say, what do you, what do you think? We can really be missing out on those opportunities for really great insight and really great unity by not letting them or inviting them into the conversation. So don't let one person dominate. Make sure everyone is included in what is being said. And from a leadership standpoint, it's okay for you to say, well, look, we're not finishing up with our meeting until everybody has talked. Um, if the other person says, you know, I, I need a little bit more time to think about it, then that's okay but at least you've invited them into the conversation. And then finally, too, as a leader, it is your responsibility to make sure that no matter what else is going on, that everybody is working towards a common goal, that everybody is maintaining that element of respect towards one another. You may not necessarily agree. You may not necessarily see things from the same perspective, but if everybody is invited to speak on their point of view and to offer information, then that is what ultimately is going to help um, foster those relationships within your team and is going to help everybody reach a common goal. So those are my recommendations for those of you that maybe have people that are from all different age groups within your team. It can be a really challenging situation, but if you take the time to get to know the people on your team and you address issues as a leader as they come up and you put those um, clear expectations in place, then the chances of you having success with all of those different individuals is going to increase. So I hope that this information has been helpful for you today. If it has, then click the like and subscribe button to wherever it is that you happen to be listening to this from. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram. Sometimes we need a little, a little pick me up. So I post information at level the field leadership and the information out there is just to, to give people some encouragement, to give people some motivation, and to break up some of the negativity that we can sometimes see in our social media. So remember, leadership is very hard, but the tools that we've talked about today can help you level the playing field with your leadership skills, so that way you can most effectively lead your team. Take care of yourself, take care of your people, and until next time.